freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Valspar Championship. And joining me to break it all down, it's the coach. What's up, coach? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got to tell you, I got to give you all kinds of credit. It's always nice when a bet can be won after three holes of a golf tournament. (laughs) And you pulled that off for us this week. So congratulations, Keegan Bradley over Gary Woodland. It's hard to watch Gary Woodland play like this, but when we're holding tickets against him, I don't feel nearly as bad. I I didn't need to win this bet by, as of right now, 18 strokes, coach. (laughs) Uh, But I'll take take the no sweat for sure. (laughs) All day on Friday, and now we're playing a little bit of house money. Let's get Brandon Hagee. And now we can really start to go. Yeah, we've got a Friday night sweat on Brandon Hagee coming in on this cut line. It's going to be a little bit. But reminder, uh, we are almost through 36 holes right now. And the final two rounds, the coverage is going to be on CBS beginning both on Saturday and Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on your local CBS sports station. You can also watch via the CBS sports app or at cbssports.com for free. And as always, you can take CBS with you anywhere you go via Paramount Plus on all your streaming devices. As of this moment, coach, this and I make this very clear as of this moment, Keegan Bradley is our leader at the Valspar. He backs up his opening round 64 with another 66. And coach, I got to tell you, it was a little bit of a slow start. He played his first nine holes in just one under, but then he birdied number one. That was his 10th hole of the day, number six. And then he goes out in style. His final hole of the day, he holds out from 100 yards in the fairway for Eagle to post a 66. Yeah, we talk about it all the time that you, you if you're going to win a golf tournament, you got to have uh, the occasional hole out for Eagle from, uh, from the middle of the fairway. That's exactly what he got. But the way he's hitting the ball right now, uh, it, this shouldn't come as no surprise to anybody that on the first two days of a tournament, he's looking fantastic because he's been doing it time and time and time again. But I saw his post-round interview about his putting, and he said it wasn't until January after the last time that he won, which it's been a minute, And he said, I finally, this January, started feeling better on the greens. And he's always been a dynamic ball striker. He's always been super motivated every single tournament he shows up to. But he's not been able to putt, Rick. And if he can make some putts over the weekend, I think he could find the winner's circle again. But we've seen this time and time again. 36 holes, you look great. And then you fade on the weekend. Let's see if he can stay in front or close to the lead. Uh, depending on what Sam Burns does for his final three holes. That's right. We're going to get to Sam Burns here in a second because he's on the bit of, of an absolute heater. But whatever this whatever this 36-hole lead ends up being, for now, Keegan Bradley, 12 under par, has set the low 36 uh, scoring record at Valspar, which this doesn't really feel... I mean, obviously, this is the record. It's the lowest we've ever seen through 36 holes. We were expecting the course to bite back a mm-hmm. little bit more this week, and maybe we'll see that on the weekend, but so far it's played a lot easier than we anticipated. It has, but if you really dissect how the leaderboard is playing out, Rick, you've got the two outliers and then you've got the rest of the field kind of where we thought they would be at. We said that the winning score would probably be to 8-12, to 12, and we know over the weekend the scores don't go as low typically, and that's kind of where we're at. The lead would be minus 8 if you take these two players out of the field. So for that reason, I think 
uh, it's right where we want it to be. But there's a whole ton of guys at the five, six, seven, eight number. Uh, so I think for those reasons and the two at the top, we could see a different type of scoring weekend. But it has felt a little bit easier than what we've seen in years past when guys really struggle. You know, early on, what was it, Thursday? At one point, the cut was at plus two, and mm-hmm. it's moved all the way now to minus one. That's pretty significant uh, movement over the course of late afternoon Thursday to, to late afternoon on Friday. Keegan Bradley, if he were to somehow win this golf tournament, it would be his first win since the 2018 BMW Championship. Mm-hmm. Coach, I think you were kind of alluding to this. We're seeing a, a much better putting version of Keegan Bradley. If he continues to putt like this, he is going to be in contention a lot more yeah. often at a lot of different types of events. You see, all these courses that are playing now, it seems like uh, I would say 80% that every time we that you and I will do a show or any of the guys on First Cut, we're saying, man, you got to be a really good iron player. You got to be a really good ball striker here because there are those certain outlier courses where the bombers are favored or uh, the, the tighter short courses. But for the most part, 80% of the courses on the PGA Tour require great wedge play from a buck 40 to a buck 70. And that's where Keegan Bradley has always excelled. He's always excelled. So the reason I've always been a fan of his because he has that killer instinct. There's a reason Michael Jordan handpicked him to wear his Jordan brand shoes <laughs> on the golf yeah. course. Because he's a killer. And I love killer athletes, the guys that want to step on your throat and stay there until they've won. And that is what Keegan Bradley has always been. He just hasn't had the game to back it up. And I think now he's starting to find that game again. The hottest man on the course is Sam Burns. He's eight under through 15, so he has three holes to go. He's already tied with Keegan at 12 under. He birdied 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, coach. Yep. Uh, it's it's probably just a matter of who's going to be our 36-hole leader. Is Sam Burns going to break the 36-hole scoring record that Keegan held for, I don't know, 35 <laughs> minutes? Or how is this going to shake out, but these two names are certainly going to be at the top of the leaderboard uh, and, and in contention for the weekend. I would be very careful if I'm a better at home to just look at the scores today and say, oh, I'm going to go Sam Burns tomorrow. Here's why. When he was seven under, he had only hit five greens in regulation. Think about that for a second. When he was seven under par, he had only hit five greens in regulation. He had all those birdies you just ripped off. He One of those was a chip in. Uh, he's been making stuff from everywhere off the green. And so his ball striking has not been dynamic, even though his score has been dynamic. And I hate to say this about Sam Burns, but I'm going to. He's become the modern-day version of the modern-day version of Tony Finau. Every single week, he's stacking cash, nice finishes, nice paycheck. But Sam, now that you've shown us you've got the talent to play with the big boys, you've got to now finish like the big boys. And that's something Sam Burns has been unable to do yet. And once again, he's putting himself into contention to do it now. Will this be the week? He was in one of my personal head-to-heads. So I had a feeling this might be the week. I was not going to be sitting on the outside looking in when this happened. 
This is not unusual behavior from Sam Burns to go out and go crazy low for one or two rounds at a time. We've seen that uh, actually a bunch already here in the start of the 2021 season. I think back to most recently the final round at Torrey Pines. He was in that final group with Patrick Reed and all the controversy and all that stuff. Uh, He was playing in that final group on Sunday uh, with Patrick Reed, immediately four putts the first hole coach and plays himself out of it. So we have seen the ceiling from Sam Burns countless times this season. He does not have a PGA Tour victory under his belt. He's going to have to tighten up those other rounds, the non-ceiling rounds, if he's going to be the one on Sunday lifting a trophy. You just made my point for me by making four or five different great points. I had forgotten that he was in the final group at Torrey Pines because of everything else that was going on. And it also showed me, though, what? It showed me that there can be distractions that can cause Sam Burns not to play well. You can't tell me that the distractions didn't help in that bad final round. Now, what has happened at all these other places that he puts himself in contention uh, on Thursday and Friday and can't finish on Saturday and Sunday? I simply think it's been the pressure of trying to win your first tournament on the PGA Tour. Players will tell you all the time, it's one of the hardest things in all of sport to do is win a golf tournament on the PGA Tour, which is why when all these guys like a Ricky Fowler, a Jordan Speed, a Roy McIlroy, when they lose their game, they don't freak out like we do for them because they understand how hard the game of golf is. Sam Burns, at times, Rick, he makes it look very, very easy because he is big, he is strong, he hits it great. Uh, I think once he breaks through, you're going to see him start to win a lot. It's just really hard to win that first one. As we speak, he just made par on number 16. So he has two holes remaining. He remains Mm -hmm. at 12 under par. So it's just a matter of nuance of what that final score is going to end up being. And we're going to look ahead to the weekend. We're going to pull up the betting odds. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. And we're back. Keegan Bradley and Sam Burns, as we speak, Coach, right now, both of them are plus 250. They are probably going to be, let's see, four shots clear, maybe three, depending on what Charlie Hoffman is does, but uh, three or four shots clear of the rest of the field. And then you get Charlie Hoffman at 12 to 1, Sung J M at 12 to 1. If you're looking at this on a Friday evening, you're parsing through the odds, what do mm-hmm. you see? Well, you said the name that I'm looking at, the name that uh, pressure doesn't affect him, the name that has been there and done it. Now, he hasn't won a ton, uh, but he's at a point now where he's past the point of feeling pressure, and I'm talking about Charlie Hoffman. Right now, he's at 8-under, 5-under for the day. Uh, This is not an outlier. 
this dude has shown he is motivated and he does not want to lose his tour card. He is not ready for his career to be done with all these young cats coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour. So you give me him at 12 to 1, but I don't know really anybody else other than maybe Lucas Glover, maybe Sunjay. But when I look at these other names, I don't see a ton of firepower, whether it's uh, Matt. Well, Max Home is up there too. But when I look at Swartzel, Zach Johnson, Tom Lewis, Cameron Tringali, Scott Stallings, do any of those names jump off the board of you and say, bet me, bet me? No, the answer is no. <laughs> so there's about either you, you bet the 250, which I wouldn't do, uh, no. or you pick one guy, sprinkle a little bit, and that guy for me would be Charlie Hoffman. I'm uh, I'm biased. I'm holding a 55 to one pre-tournament ticket on Charlie Hoffman, so I'm be thrilled. <laughs> like if he just if he you. if he just wants to go out and win this thing. But you're you're absolutely right that this is not out of the ordinary. I mean, he has been phenomenal this season. If you look at basically any metric you want since the start of 2021, he's been one of the best players on the PGA Tour. He has a couple holes remaining. He is second in strokes gained approach this week right now. That's a counting stat. He might improve that over his final few holes here. So it is it is more of the same. He is not reliant on the putter. In fact, he is gaining half the number of strokes that Keegan Bradley is on the putting surfaces so not only uh however you want to slice this from the way i thought about charlie hoffman before the tournament to the way i feel about him right now in the moment all signs point to him playing well or at least not fading right coach that's what we talk about who has the staying power at the top do i worry about keegan's putter do i worry about some regression from sam burns of course i do i worry less about charlie hoffman just a few shots back when you have a tournament like this where there are a lot of top players, a lot of the big, big names are in that one to two under category, then you look at them and you say, who has the ability to stay here or move forward? And to me, there's very few names on this board that I'm looking at and saying that they can gain five over the weekend or six or stay where they are and move forward. And that's why I think this is going to be very, very difficult to handicap. And it's going to come down to if Sam Burns and Keegan Bradley decide that they both want to play well. This could be a two-horse race come Sunday. If they both decide that they're going to play 72-73 and allow a few to come back, now we've got ourselves a horse race come Sunday. Before I let you out of here, uh, yeah. biggest disappointment of the week. For me personally, I just watched Phil Mickelson bogey two of his last three, including missing an eight-foot par putt on his final hole of the day to miss the cut. Phil, he's gone, but I think most people would probably look at Patrick Reed shooting 70-72, not getting much momentum here in the second round. He is also going to miss the cut. That's a huge one. I had him in a couple of head-ups. Uh, thank God a few other ones have hit. But I also would say Adam Hadwin's been disappointing this week. He was also a former champion. Uh, when yeah. he comes here, he plays well. And I had him in a head-to-head against Denny McCarthy. Uh, and McCarthy didn't play great, but he played good enough today to beat that head-to-head. Uh, so I would say those two former champions um, really, really disappointing, along with uh, Mickelson, who I thought was going to play well. And it's kind of an inside joke, but for some reason, I got satisfaction out of Emiliano Grillo uh, shooting lights out yesterday and then certain handicappers bragging that the tournament was over when he was five under. And then uh, he's going to miss the cut because he shot five over today. So 
Um, I don't know why ten, I get satisfaction. Ten shots I just worse. Do a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> ten, ten, ten shots worse ten for shots Emiliano. Worse. Uh, this, this, yeah, this, this event has a way of doing that to you. Okay, we've got a, uh, we've got a Brandon Hagee sweat on our hands oh, for the rest. No. Of- <laughs> oh no! So we've got some holes to sweat there, and we will do just that. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank the coach. You can find on Twitter at the Coach Rules. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.